This is something that the devil uses all the time. How many times have you uh, said, okay, God, I forgive them for what they've done. And then later on, okay, I forgive them for what they've done. Well, I already, I already said that. Isn't it ratified in heaven if I already said it? If I meant it, if I truly forgave them, then I should be set free, right? And, and sometimes we don't feel set free. We don't though, feel it. Yeah. But if we say it and we mean it, we shouldn't have to say it again. Right. Welcome, everyone, to Renew Your Mind, podcast number 167. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gronberg. We have Associate Pastor Jeremy Teru. And also with us today is our Youth and Family Director, also our Contemporary uh, Music to, uh, Lead Team Leader, uh, Jordan Kettlewell, and Retired Pastor Barry Sweet, and myself, Dana Hall, is the moderator. Mm. We've been doing a series of hard sayings of Jesus, and today we're going to hit Matthew 6, 9 through 12. Um, Jesus is giving uh, or presenting a teaching to his disciples, and I believe Pastor Paul said, um, he just mentioned this is the probably one of the few times that they asked Jesus to teach them how, something. Something, Yeah. yeah. You, as we said before, they're usually grumbling a lot. No. <laughs> so anyway, Matthew 6, 9, starting with verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So, I'm going to stop on that last one. Pretty powerful saying. Um, how do you know if you've properly forgiven someone too? Mm. Oh wow! Throw throw another <laughs> question oh, yeah. in there, man. Yeah. How do you know? Well, how do you know if you've forgiven somebody? That's a great question. It is a great question because I don't think we have, all struggle with it. Yeah, and we don't have to answer it right away, but that is a question that comes to my mind. Oh, like, let's answer it did right I away. Really, <laughs> you know, have I really forgiven that person? Because that's what the call of this passage is: is to forgive others mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. we've been forgiven. Um, well, the hard part is that we're supposed to forgive. Right. Right. That's, so that's the hard part. But I, I just love this. How do you know if? Because I think this is, um, this is something that the devil uses all the time. Um, mm -hmm. How many times have you uh, s said, okay, God, I forgive them for what they've done. And then uh, – Later on, okay, I forgive them for what they've done. Well, I already, I already said that. Mm -hmm. Isn't it ratified in heaven if I already said it? If I meant it, if I truly forgave them, then I should be set free, right? And, and sometimes we don't feel set free. Even we don't though, feel it. Yeah. But if we say it and we mean it, we shouldn't have to say it again. Right. I agree with that. I disagree. I disagree with that um, because we're human. Um, I agree that if we, if we say it, we declare that we forgive and we mean it, then yes, we did. 
But that doesn't mean that that's not going to creep back up, in which case it needs to be said again, or it needs to be dealt with in our own hearts again. And I think mm. of that in uh, comparison to like putting out a fire. So if you're having a campfire and you're done for the night, you're going to go in, you pour a bunch of water on it, the fire's mm -hmm. out, mm -hmm. right? There's no more flames, no more smoke, the fire's out. Okay, good. I feel good about that. I put the fire out. It's safe. I can go inside. Um, the next morning, if you go out to that fire pit, especially if it's a hot one, and sometimes when we're struggling to forgive, it's a hot one. Um, stir those coals up a little bit, throw some more kindling on top of that, and that's going to ignite again mm -hmm. because there's still coals down there that are mm. that are hot, that are still burning, I, I think, even though we've put the fire out. Yeah, I think that is a good point because I, I, sometimes I think our wounding and hurt can run deeper than we realize mm -hmm. and we can discover later on that, wow, that's yeah. still kind of, that's hurting inside. Mm -hmm. And if that resurfaces, we, we might be able to start to hold a grudge again or we might again need to go in, to God in prayer and release that and ask God to heal those places. So I, I think that's a good point. But. I think that the initial forgiveness was real. And, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but I think you make a point is that sometimes the, the real deep stuff, mm -hmm. um, there's more to forgive. There's there than more what? maybe to forgive. Right. Yeah. Or, or we have to deal with the wounds on our side of it. They're already forgiven or, or you know, we're in process and, and maybe we do need to revisit it. I think we're maybe where we haven't forgiven is when we're still angry, we're still hurt, festering yeah. about it, mm -hmm. and we want bad things to happen to that person rather than good things. What? And that's where yeah. that's where those that's where those buried coals are still yeah. mm -hmm. are still hot and burning because it doesn't take much to start the fire Just, back up. Yeah. Go ahead, and that's Dana. where I feel like you haven't completely dealt with the forgiveness is if it doesn't take much at all to start that fire back uh, up, then maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't mm -hmm. quite got there. So the example is, is the example is Jesus, right? So uh, forgiving and forgetting are two different things. True. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Forgetting to me is the coals burning. Uh, forgiving is the declarating, is the, the declarative statement that you're making that's being ratified on earth and in heaven. I have forgiven you for whatever it is. And living into that forgiveness is a matter of remaining steadfast in the forgiveness that you declared. All right? So you have to live into that forgiveness. That doesn't mean that the other person is going to change their ways. It doesn't mean that uh, whatever they do isn't still going to get under your skin. But if you've made that declarative statement, when Jesus says, uh, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, that's a declarative statement and he doesn't need to say it twice. So it was effective the first time. It was. Yeah. We, however, because he was living in the flesh, we, mm -hmm. however, have to live with the, uh, for lack of better words, the, the I guess the smoldering coals is, is the best thing. We still have to deal with that, but we remain steadfast that we've forgiven them. Um, so when somebody hurts you and you forgive them, you remain steadfast that you forgave them. That's your transaction with God in heaven and your transaction with them. If we, to me, the devil wants to say, well, you really didn't forgive them enough or you didn't yeah, do it enough. right. That's the mm -hmm. word, enough. <laughs> and, and, so, and so you catch yourself saying, oh, nope, I forgive you. 
But to me, it's not, I forgive you. It's, I have forgiven you. I've already made that declarative statement. I forgave you. Now, when it comes up to comes up again in my mind, not, not anyone else's mind, um, then nope, it's already a done deal. I ratified it with God in heaven. They are forgiven, right? So Matthew 18, Peter comes to Jesus and asks, Matthew 18, 21 and 22, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And he thought he was being generous. Three I times mean, was what was what was required by the rabbis. Yeah. So he thought he was being really good. Jesus answers, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, which I think is saying you just keep forgiving. Right. There should be no limit on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And and But I might address your issue is that if those coals reignite, Maybe there's another issue there that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the initial forgiveness has taken place, but there's still stuff in us that needs being dealt with. Yeah. And in order to be to deal with that is maybe that forgiveness piece has to play out again for us to heal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Some of that crosses mm, into yeah. needing inner healing from hurt right. and mm-hmm. wounding. And yeah, and so in right. order to release it, we have to let it go and mm-hmm. give it to God and do the forgiving process again. And if it takes 77 times, which I think Jesus intended that to mean there's no end yeah, to seeking right. yeah. forgiveness and, and reconciliation. And that's where, that's where I take that from, um, you know, as far as, as having to address that forgiveness again, because sometimes it, it boils back up and, and you, and you need to forgive again, maybe not go to that person and forgive them again, but um, I guess where I'm taking it, uh, is so I guess with I understand what you were saying, Pastor, and I, and I agree with it. Mm-hmm. But it it also presents some risks if we can allow ourselves to uh, just fall back on. Well, I have I have declared that they were forgiven, and I have gone to God on that, mm-hmm. so we're good. Well, let's let's put an example but, to play play. Okay. Let's talk about it in terms of um, somebody has taken something from you um, or has overcharged you or something like that. And you write everything, you get everything right between the two of you and you say, okay, I forgive you. Um, Whether it's verbally or uh, just in your own mind, you tried to cheat me, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Two days later, they try the same thing. A new event occurred, okay, I forgive you. So it may be the same event that somebody is perpetrating on you uh, and you forgive them for that new event. It may be the same thing that they're trying to do, but you forgive them again. But I don't come back three days later after I've forgiven them for that, for whatever it was on Monday. I don't come back Wednesday and say, okay, I'm going to forgive you for Monday's event again. I may have to forgive them for that event on Wednesday, but I'm not going to re-forgive them on Monday's event because I've already done that. Right. It, right. What I'm, and that's what I'm saying is I'm not talking about necessarily going to that person again, every time it festers back up and, and, or even, uh, even necessarily trying to, uh, trying to work through in, well, no, in a prayerful way you still have to, but I guess what I'm, I mean, it's not necessarily specifically one-on-one forgiving that person for mm-hmm. whatever the transgression is, but some things are deep, you know, if, you, if you're betrayed by a, a family member or a friend, I mean, that's deep and that'll continue to fester up. And what I was, I guess, going to mostly was Dana's question, how do you know? How do you know personally when, you know, if you've fully forgiven somebody? And then 
and my thoughts are I go to that, you know, forgive them 77, um, meaning continue on. And, and until keep forgiving and, for and, each instance. Well, or even even if need be for that one when it mm. keeps coming back. So I think in your that, own heart. It, um, it may not be coming back for them, it's coming back for you. Right. I I just I just don't think we're understanding that it when we declare something that it ratifies something on earth and in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so when we keep coming back, to me, the devil wants us to keep forgiving somebody for a particular event. Um, now, there may be aspects of that particular event that come up. Okay, I forgave you for cheating me. I, I now forgive you for not just not cheating me, but thinking that I'm a dupe. Or now I'm going to come back and forgive, forgive you for something else that may encompass that, but I think once you've forgiven somebody something, your word needs to be, for lack of better words, your word needs to be your bond, okay? We, we state it out there, and it becomes the truth. And maybe from that perspective is where peace comes, because I think if we're still in turmoil, you know, if we have an, ex, you know, maybe deep down inside, we haven't really, we ask the question, have I really forgiven? And if we go with your perspective of we believe the transaction is complete when I, you know, say I forgive you and we trust Mm -hmm. that that's Mm -hmm. taken care of, that should begin to give us some level of peace if we trust that. Right. That's maybe part of the key is we have to learn to trust that word and trust Mm -hmm. that what God does with it. And, and remember, forgiveness is not the same thing as forgetting right. or working through uh, the feelings that you have as a result of whatever sin was uh, done against you. Those, those are two separate things. We have to deal with our feelings, but forgiveness is a, is a transaction that occurs. You either yeah. do forgive or you don't forgive. You, you, can't, you can't cast your hook out there and say, I forgive you. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. The analogy in my mind was like, "Hey, this will work." Um, but I, forgiving happens, which then allows you to move into uh, living into that forgiveness, working through all of the emotions that have welled up for that uh, because of that moment. Um, forgetting <coughs> just doesn't happen. You know, somebody says, "Well, somebody attacked me. Should I forgive them?" Absolutely, forgive them. But be on your guard. You know, this, this person, maybe, maybe they're bipolar or something, you know, give the benefit of the doubt, and you would protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go into the same situation and expect a different result from somebody who has not repented from their sin. And even if they have repented, what if they do it again, whatever it was that they did to harm you? Yeah, I think that um, both Pastor Paul and Jordan are making great points. I, I think you're you're saying similar things, and here here's how I'm processing it. So, Pastor Paul, you know when you when you state that you've forgiven someone, it's ratified in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And then importantly, what you're saying is, but then you have to live into that. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. If right. that your word is your bond, you have to be faithful to that mm-hmm. because as time goes, because we don't forget we can 
have memories resurface that can still cause hurt in us. Right. And there can be a temptation to fall away from that forgiveness that you, that you declared. Like the devil's going to want to say, yeah, so, mm. you know, mm-hmm. start holding a grudge again. Mm-hmm. But, so I think the living into the statement is important, as you've said. And that's you know, where that's, we need to remind ourselves, nope, I've already forgiven them. Yeah, you have to stay there. You you can't you can't yeah. leave that place. Yeah. Is, I guess, and there can be temptation and hurt that might want to cause you to leave that place. Oh, Jeremy's good. Yeah, yeah very. Well, good. no, you both brought up the points, and I just kind of see him as <laughs> you um, put it together. Though, well, I think you're yeah. both saying right things. So yeah, I think it's so. You know, so going back to the passage in, if you if you forgive other people their sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not, so let's shift to that. Is that if you just can't get to that point of forgiveness, Jesus is saying your father will not forgive your sins. And that's the scary piece, mm-hmm. I think, is that if I get to this place where I'm stuck and I'm angry and I'm filled with rage or, or even if it's lower key than that, but we just can't move to that point, what is, what's the implication of that? What's the passage telling us? If we can't forgive, then we can't be forgiven. Why is that true? Why is that a truth? So then we go to Matthew chapter 18, and uh, Jesus tells the parable of the unforgiving debtor, how the master forgave the servant who owed him mega money, mega money beyond what the servant could ever pay in 10 lifetimes. And uh, the servant begs for forgiveness and the master forgives him. And then the servant goes out, finds somebody who owes him a dollar, some insignificant amount, and starts choking him out and says, you need to pay me or I'm going to put you in debtor's prison and you're going to be tortured until you can pay back, which always blows my mind because if I'm in prison, how am I ever going to pay right. back, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jeremy, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we did this as a skit with the children's message. And my hero uh, said when I was choking out, because I was the merciful servant, choking out somebody else to and screaming at them to pay or they'll go to prison, said, don't. I mean, he entered into the story and he had that, um, he had that right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he should have just, I wish he would have been old enough to be able to play it out. And come and spear tackle you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a couple of years. Wait a couple hey, of years. We've already yeah. got the pastor choking somebody in service. <laughs> Tackling the pastor's right part and parcel with this yeah. But but he became my hero because he said what mm-hmm. we need to say as Christians. Amen. Don't yeah. stop it. He and, saw that it was it felt deeply that it was wrong. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in that uh, the master finds that the servant whom he forgave much did not forgive another fellow servant. And then he had him thrown in uh, prison until he should pay his uh, feedback. But it says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. And I mean, that's there's two things that are going through my mind. It's my forgiveness to you and because it says you must forgive others, but how about us not forgiving ourselves? Yeah, that that oh, always just yeah. d- dwells up in me. You know, we can be more hard on ourselves and more unforgiving to ourselves than we 
ever can be with other people. Other people don't see it, right? Mm -hmm. But then they'll come out and say, man, I just can never forgive myself for that. And you're like, what? That's a very true statement. I think that probably yeah. would be my longest, my longest standing grudge. I think for a lot. It's always be been true. against myself. Yes, mm -hmm. right. You know, and maybe that's, that's why we think we haven't forgiven properly because we didn't really forgive ourselves mm -hmm. in that. And maybe situation. that's what we're really dealing with. Yeah. The the coals that we talked about, the burning coals. Maybe that's no. not forgiving ourselves. Mm -hmm. But what about? <clears throat> I'm thinking about what's going on in Israel and Gaza right now. And when it started on October 7th and, and how they killed the, the babies right in front of their families, let's talk about the forgiveness journey there in terms of how do they, or if we were the parent and saw our child murdered in front of our eyes, um, how do we begin that journey? How do we do that um, realistically, forgive them for what the terror that they've done in taking the life of our child um, because I think that this extends to that level. It has to. Yeah, yeah there weren't any parameters put on no. it. No. It's not there like, wasn't an unless not, in there. Not like the, mm -hmm. the little things you can forgive, but the big stuff you hold on to and, and don't forgive. Yeah. But, I mean, it, the awfulness yeah. of what's happening on both sides of that fence today, um, how does anyone begin to forgive and heal from that event? I think outside of a relationship with Christ and you having been redeemed with the spirit of God living in you, extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the only way it can yeah. happen is that the spirit begins to work on us. Mm -hmm. It isn't immediate, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we're, he's tapping on the door of our heart saying, You've, there's some work we need to do together here. Yeah. For you to be whole, but for this whole situation to be in a better place. Because I think part of the key, if not the only key, to the solution in the Middle East is forgiveness and grace and coming to Christ, um, which is a major shift for a lot yeah. of people in that region. But yes. Um, well, yeah. remember remember Charlottesville, uh, the, the one kid came into a Bible study and mm -hmm. sat there and sat there and mm -hmm. at the end of the study shot down a bunch of people right. and and the next day, uh, there was a spouse of one of the deceased who forgave right. uh, him. And the Amish school shooting, same thing happened. Yes. And, and uh, again, it comes back to making the declaration mm -hmm. and then living into it. Um, right. It's just, Jesus says to forgive. God says, you got to forgive. You still have stuff to work through. Um, you're going to be with a child. You're going to grieve for a lifetime. Oh, there's yeah. just no way around it. It's not yeah. like they lived ninety or hundred years old. Well, there's going to be embers there. There's yeah. no question. Always about the rest that. of your life, there'll yeah. be embers. But that's where the devil will want to stir it up and yes, say, sir. "Well, you didn't forgive him." Yeah. Well, yes, right. I did. I, I, that's the spiritual battle with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, what happens if we don't forgive? Because that's what this passage is dealing with. When we can't forgive, we can't make that jump. What happens? Mm -hmm. And I think we need. You know, we get poisoned, we get toxic. Yeah. And, our, um, and that affects all our relationships. Mm -hmm. And God, you know, then it, it affects how we interact with everybody else. And all of a sudden, Satan's having a field day. And, um, you know, we're not letting God in to do his thing to help us. So that's where this begin, the separation begins to take place. And, 
and all the toxicness gets worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we begin to see your Heavenly Father won't forgive your sins. So what's the reason to not forgive? I wrote down, uh, we want to revenge. We want revenge mm-hmm. so that we'll feel better. The world says you shouldn't have to forgive. Them, right. Yeah. Right? What they did was too awful. Right. Yeah. And then the other one, sadly enough, is wallowing in our own self-pity. Right. Because um, we get to a place where that becomes normal. And um, the the challenge is, is that oftentimes we don't want to forgive somebody because we think we're putting them in a cage. And the reality is, is we're putting our own self yes. in a cage. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the one you forgive, if you don't forgive, the only one you're really hurting is you. That's right. Is yourself. And maybe right, those yeah. around you. And, and maybe that's why it has to say, but if you do not forgive other their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. I mean, it's so brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wakes you up. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's the threat that, that God puts there? Um, to say, look, you want to become like Jesus, right? We want to be holy Mm -hmm. as God is holy. And God gives grace in places and is merciful in places where you scratch your head. You know, like a, uh, let's say a mass murderer, uh, a real sick person uh, before they die is, um, Mm -hmm. confesses Jesus They repent, and yeah. They repent. And that's, just not fair. Well, if you look at like Hitler or Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. if they had come to faith before they died, they could be in heaven. Yes. Because it has to be true for them for it to be true for us. Mm-hmm. So but the, it's, it's mind-blowing to even think about. So the idea that God puts this in front of you, if you don't forgive others, you will not be forgiven. It That to me weighs more heavily on my heart. Me too than it does to not forgive somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, we, some, I think we need that as, as humans. Mm-hmm. And I think the phrase I used earlier when we were, before we started the podcast is we're not just grace receivers. Yeah. We need to be grace givers. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we receive it, our prime duty in life is to pass it on. Right. Mm-hmm. As difficult as that is, if we've received it, um, we have to pass it on because we become, where our goal is to be Christ-like. Yes. And to be whole. Yeah, not just and that's holy, the only but, way to be whole. whole. Yeah. Right. Um, and if we're still yeah. struggling with those, then we're not, we're not really whole. And we're, we're coming to God in prayer, but we're not necessarily coming to God in prayer whole and clean, right. as, you know, asking for forgiveness and being completely clean after, yeah. if we're still hanging on to that, because yeah. that prayer for forgiveness in that area isn't really true if we're hanging on to something and haven't forgive haven't forgiven right. and um you know that that's what God wants for us that's what Christ mm-hmm. wants for us is for us to be whole he came to give us life in abundance and i think right. if we're really in a dark place where we're having a terrible difficult difficult time forgiving as i think we need to go to god and say be honest with god and say i don't know how to do this mm-hmm. i absolutely do not know how to do this i know i need to do this so help me begin the journey and figure it out. Right. Because I don't think a lot of times we can't do it on our own. No. Yeah. Yeah. Given the example you set, I wouldn't know how. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't the only way to. is through the Holy yeah. Spirit's work in our life and step by step by step over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And healing can't take place until we forgive. Amen. We stay toxic otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We'll end the podcast on that note. Um, 
We come to you from the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, and we're located at 215 South Center Street. We have two Sunday services, a traditional at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m., and we'd love to have you join us in person. Um, oh, we also have two Wednesday evening services on the second and fourth Wednesdays at 715 p.m. Um, if you can't make it in person, you can do the Sunday services on Facebook or YouTube. And if you have any questions at all, just Google us um, or you can call the office. Uh, you could also subscribe to our e-news as well. Um, our phone number is 989-732-5380. Thanks everyone for joining us today.